John 14. John chapter 14. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray again. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you now for this opportunity to study your word. We look to you now for direction, for instruction in righteousness. We look to you for answers to questions. We, we thank you for utterance in the Holy Ghost, boldness to speak your word. And, and Lord, I pray that we just do exactly what's necessary and right for tonight. Help us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're talking about the glory of God, if you've been with us on Wednesday nights. And uh, I'm really in no hurry with this subject. Uh, it makes it kind of bad for the series because, you know, people want to buy a CD series. There's how many in that series? <laughs> <laughs> it's really not what I gauge how long we go. I just like the glory of God. And I've liked how the Lord has been manifesting His presence in these services as we come together expecting. And so I just like to relax and just, we'll just take our time. And we don't have to accomplish everything in one night. But, you know, we can just keep talking about His glory for as long as it seems right. And as long as we have something to say, <laughs> and uh, we just, uh, I just, uh, I just enjoy experiencing God as much as I do learning about Him, and uh, and so John 14, as we've read before, verse 21, Jesus said, "He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him." And that's what we're talking about: the Lord manifesting Himself to us. You remember that the Amplified talks about it, uh, revealing himself. He, he said that that person would be, um, or that he would be clearly seen, or the Lord would be clearly seen by him, and the Lord would make himself real to him. All right? And so key to this, obviously, if you want the last part of the verse, you've got to do the first part of the verse, and that is obeying his commandments, and that is really called love in the eyes of God. Okay, and so really our attitude towards what God has said really sets us up to receive a manifestation of his presence. When I value and highly esteem the, the things that God is interested in, whatever he says, whatever's on his agenda, then I put myself in position to experience his glory, to experience his manifest presence. Okay, but if I, could, if I couldn't give a rip, you know, if I can like, you know, take it or leave it, if I can come to church or not come to church, it's just whatever I have time for, uh, that's not really the heart that we want. That's not really the attitude that we should approach holy things with. It should be, man, this is holy to me. That also sets it in priority. This is very important to me. And I'm going to give God the proper place in my life. Not just that he's in my life. Okay, listen, everyone who's been saved, the Lord's in your life, but I want to give him that priority. I want to give him that place that he deserves and really requires in our lives so that I can uh, put myself, like I said before, in position to experience his fullness. Amen. I know there's a, there's a difference in being saved and experiencing the fullness of God. Not, I don't want, I'm not approaching this from a position like we need more of Jesus or we need more of the Holy Spirit. I believe that I got all of Him. I believe when I was baptized in the Spirit that I got the whole Holy Spirit, not just an arm, 
not just his leg. I got, and so we're not, when we say more, we're not talking about it in that regard, but we are speaking of manifestation of that presence. And that is to greater or lesser degrees at different times, just like the air is moving at different speeds at different times. Uh, we can have a different degree of moving of God's Spirit who's already in us. Amen? And so, uh, also, you remember Jesus said in John eleven forty, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God, all right? And so, our believing is definitely tied to and related to our seeing of the glory of God. God wants us to see some things, and the glory of God, as we've said before, can be revealed in many different ways. In that case, in John 11, it was revealed by Lazarus being raised from the dead, Okay, we could say that just a few nights ago when we had our healing service, we could say we experienced a degree of God's glory. It wouldn't be incorrect to say that. Okay, and uh, and I believe that as we look to him, we'll experience some of his glory even tonight. How will that manifest? I I don't exactly know. My focus is not on trying to see something focus is not on trying to get God to show me a sign no it's just I'm in love with him and I regard him as holy and I say he is important to me and I'm just going to honor him and in doing so man God's not unresponsive to where you're just going to press into him and you're going to worship him and with all of your heart glorify him and he stands there like he didn't say a thing he just kind of sits on his throne and ignores you that's not the God I know I don't believe he ignores us. Amen. Now listen, someone said, well, I've been praying about something for a long time, and it seems like he's ignoring me. Well, <laughs> what I would do, if I felt like I was getting no response to everything I do towards him, I would check my approach. Okay, because I know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know he loves me. I know he's for me. I know he said he'd never leave me. So what do I need to do to adjust? Okay, and at the same time, understand this, that sometimes God does things, and depending on our antennas, our spiritual antennas, we may not be picking up signals. Okay, let, let, let me show you that here uh, in just a moment. Go over to uh, Luke 24, Luke chapter 24. So we know our faith is key to this. Um, when Jesus ministered to some blind guys over in Matthew chapter 9, remember, he, he, it said he touched their eyes and, and said, according to your faith, be it unto you. How many know that's still true in all of, all, all of our That is happening to you right now. It's happening to me right now. According to my faith, it is being done unto me. Okay, that's just a re reality of life and how God created us, that what we believe is key to what we experience in life. All right, and faith is really up to me. It's not up to the Lord. He's given me faith, and faith comes from His Word. But what I, the, the degree of faith that I operate in, is a is a choice that I make. Amen. You you can have strong faith. You can you can believe God all day long by your choice and what you do with what you've been given. All right, Luke, chapter twenty four. Everybody there. All right, this is where I think we left off over here last time. Let's read it again. Would that be all right? Yeah. Luke 24 and verse 14. Well, let's read in verse 13. 
Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. Now this is post Jesus crucified and raised from the dead. And there was just some of these rumors floating around about different ones seeing the Lord. And what did they do? They talked together of all these things which had happened. Is that a good idea? That's a good idea. What should we do? We should talk about the things that have happened. This healing that was just uh, testified of. Talk about it. You know how, you know how we uh, nowadays, uh, a lot of people forward everything they get in their email box. <laughs> you know, you're on that person's list too. <laughs> <laughs> and everything they get, you get. <laughs> and plus your email address then gets out to everyone that they, <laughs> that they forward to. Let me give you a, a, a suggestion. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but uh, forward this kind of stuff. And I'm all for the jokes. I like the jokes. All right. A good video now and then. Great. All right. But this kind of stuff. If something happens in your life, make sure you send it to your whole address book. You know what I'm talking about. And then they'll, some of that will forward. And it means something when somebody knows you. You know, how many of those, sometimes people hear, they think about miracles, and they see a preacher on church, uh, a preacher on TV in church, talking about, you know, God doing something miraculous and some miracle happening here, some healing. They don't believe it. A lot of people, you know, there's a lot of heathens watching TV, by the way. Watching Christian TV, watching preachers on TV, they'll flip around, they'll listen for a little bit. A lot of times they hear stories or they don't believe it. They see some, some flamboyant preacher, you know, and, and doing something in a big stadium and people are supposedly getting healed. I don't think, but it, it's different when they know you. And if you're experiencing God, and I know we got a lot of this going on around here, if things are happening in your life, let that be forwarded. Let, let your testimony get out there so they can, they can say, well, I don't know about all that other stuff, but I know this person. They wouldn't lie to me. They wouldn't, they wouldn't make that up. And that alone can help open up the heart of a person who's just kind of been resisting these, these things. And so, again, they talk together of all these things which had happened. It's a good idea to talk about what the Lord has been doing. Well, what had happened? They're talking about the glory of God. So how do you, why do I say that? Because they're talking about the resurrection and Romans said that he, Jesus was raised, Christ was raised by the glory of the Father. See, that's all related. The, the, what they're doing is they're talking about the glory of God. What happens when they do that? It says in verse 15, so it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus drew near and went with them. That still happens today. What happens when we talk about the Lord? He draws near and He goes with us you have to understand what we're saying we're not saying the lord wasn't with us before but in manifestation he comes he appears to people now you know if you know some of this story they didn't immediately recognize that it was him they didn't immediately know and say you're jesus no they talked for a while and uh and think these things weren't revealed to him hold your finger there and look over at john chapter 12 we want to come right back to that in just a moment. John chapter 12. 
and verse 28. Well, let's read verse 27. Jesus is saying here, um, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for, for this purpose I came to this hour. And he said, Father, glorify your name. Is that what we want? Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. How many know this is not the still small voice? Jesus did not perceive within himself. The Bible said a voice came from heaven. I don't know about you. I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> Saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. I mean, that's, talk about hearing from God. Not it was real quiet and I got this warm and fuzzy on the inside and I knew that God was saying to me. I mean, that's great. But a voice came from heaven. Think about it. You're outside praying and God speaks to you audibly around the, I mean, it, and every, it's, everyone hears it. Look what, what it went on to say. Therefore, the people who stood by and, and heard it said that it had thundered. See, this kind of shows us how the carnal mind sometimes perceives what God is doing. God spoke in their language and said something specific, and they thought it was thunder. Others said an angel spoke to them. See, it's possible for God to do something and us not recognize it. We think, what was that? It's possible for the Lord to move in this place. And some people are very keyed into it. And whoo, glory to God. And others, they're staring at the wall. I just want to be one that knows that God's speaking when he's speaking. I want to have my spiritual antennas up, tuned into the right frequency, so I can be aware of spiritual things. All right. I remember um, uh, it was years ago, it was in the late 80s at camp meeting in Tulsa. And, uh, and there was one of those services. I don't know if you were in that service. Uh, you were probably goofing off. No, no. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> it's pastor, dude. <laughs> um, well, we'll have to get used to this. <laughs> And uh, we were in this service, but uh, Brother Hagen was ministering in this service, and it was powerful. It was, it was uh, just God was doing some cool things. And all of a sudden, he started talking about uh, the fragrance of God. And he said it was, he said it was a, a fragrance of God was in that place. And I immediately, I was a number of rows back, sitting on the floor there right in the middle, and I, I just immediate, immediately, I, of course, everyone starts going. <laughs> and I immediately said, I'm not missing out on this one. I just said that on the inside of me. I'm not letting God manifest this way and all these people experience this and not me. Okay, and, I, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I am not one to say I saw something or heard something or smelled something when I didn't. But immediately when I reached out from the inside, I thought, wow wow and someone thought that's someone's perfume i know but i didn't smell it until then 
Why, why all of a sudden? And all of a sudden, uh, it, it filled my nostrils. And I thought, praise God, that's nice. That's what was it? Well, that was a manifestation of the glory of God, just in a very unique and special way. Doesn't always happen that way. Uh, but I do know this because um, I talked to some others who were there, and I well, I asked one other person in particular, "Did you smell that?" They said no. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay. Well, I didn't want to make them feel bad. <laughs> I did. <laughs> How carnal are you? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't go that way. I just knew. I thought, man, that was amazing. That was, that, that was a supernatural thing there that took place. But not everyone was able to perceive that. I say perceive it. It was a physical smelling, but I, there's a spiritual aspect to that as well. I just know this. When God is moving, it's not automatic that everyone is going to be able to identify that it's Him and what is being said and what is being done. It is those who are paying attention and those who have exercised themselves that way. Are you listening? Now, don't get me wrong. Say, couldn't God speak to anyone at any time? I believe he could. Certainly. Certainly he could reveal himself in such a way that the most carnal person on the face of the earth, they could understand him. But he doesn't. He doesn't always do things that way. All right. There is definitely something to gain in our lives by giving ourselves to spiritual activity and purposefully listening for what God says and watching for what he does. All right. Again, we made mention of that Jesus rebuked those in, who, in, in his day who could predict the weather but didn't know the times they were living in. Didn't recognize the signs of the times. In other words, the recognition of what God is doing and what He's planning in the earth is not automatic. It's not a guarantee that just because God's doing it, that everyone's going to know that it's God. Okay? Someone said if God really did it, everyone would know. That's just incorrect. That's just untrue. And so we need to purpose in our own hearts and, and 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 it's a decision yes but it's more than a decision it's paying attention i would encourage you even as you sit here now and when we get together this is an opportunity to pay attention what do you mean i mean listen with more than just these ears okay listen on the inside and you will get things that i'll tell you everyone won't get not not everyone will get all right, you will learn to recognize. I remember a person coming to me one time. We were having a, a church service, and there was a guest minister there years ago, and he was uh, just uh, moving in gifts of the Spirit and, and had a lot of word of knowledge flowing uh, as far as uh, people having different conditions in their body, and he was calling these things out, and people would get healed. And this person who was, well, this person was probably, I'm guessing, late teens, in their age, 18, 19, something like that. They came to me after the service uh, and they said, when he was calling people out, I knew every one of those right before he called it out. She said, I, he would say something. I already knew that he was going to say that next. I said, well, you know, that's great. That's the spirit of God in you. Same spirit that's in, that's in him. I said, keep paying attention to that. 
Keep paying attention. You're learning how to pay attention to spiritual things. Instead of, you know, I hear a buzz in the sound system. I hear a baby crying out in the nursery. And uh, whatever. I hear the person behind me clipping their fingernails or, or <laughs> something, something dumb. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, see, let's not just be so cued into what everyone, what's happening around us naturally. But let's be aware of what's happening around us spiritually. Okay. Then... We'll have more situations in life where we're just, you know, we're in the restaurant or something. And you recognize that God want, is leading you uh, towards a person to talk to him. Hmm. You can recognize. And I don't say that I'm by any means perfect in this. And I can be very carnally minded. I'll just testify. But I'm endeavoring to be spiritually minded all the time. Uh, but I, I can tell you that I've had times, I've told you this one before, because I, I remember I was watching a football game one time, and during the commercial, the Lord spoke to me, <laughs> and it almost surprised me. I thought, but, you know, when you exercise yourself to spiritual things, you'll recognize that. You'll recognize times when the Lord starts dealing with you. And it, but if we shove them down, every time we're prompted to pray, we get busy. We don't have time. We're too busy doing something else. We push that down. Then when the Lord speaks... At another time, we'll say, oh, is it thundering outside? Hmm? What's that sound? Ah, uh, nothing. Amen. I don't want to be that dull. You want to be dull? Let's not be dull. Let's pay attention. And again, this is something we do on purpose. We exercise ourselves towards spiritual things, and it will help us. Especially, how many know some of this is, uh, is real critical? Because you know the Lord always... I believe this. I'm just telling you what I... I believe he always warns his children when there's impending danger. Like an accident coming or something bad is about to happen to him. Car accidents, things like that. I believe he always will warn to keep us safe. But I do know this. We don't always pick up on it. Why did God let that happen? I don't believe he did let that happen. He wants us safe. And he's talking to us, I think, more than we're hearing from him all righty back to luke luke chapter 24 so i want to recognize when god's moving not only do i want to have a manifestation of the glory of god and, and, and see him see him move in this place and in my life and everywhere we go i want to recognize what he's doing because it's re, it's real key I, I know sometimes with me uh, even as I, I minister here, sometimes I'll get such a, what seems to me, a small prompting. There's times when it's like, wow, this is so God, I can all, it's just so crystal clear. And other times it's a small prompting. And it would be possible just to ignore it and say, ah, I'm not sure if that's God or not, so I'm going to ignore it. The more prepared I am, and when I say prepared, I'm not talking study notes. I'm talking just prepared in my heart. I've spent some time praying in the Holy Ghost and, uh, and listening to the Lord. The more prepared I am, the more I recognize. Because sometimes those little promptings result in big miracles. Sometimes those small urgings result in lives changed. I mean, times when I've, uh, when I've been ministering and I feel drawn to a person... Sometimes you go, you, you think, you just, you think in your mind, you think, well, why? You know, he would be drawn to a person 
and you, you just take a step that direction and then it becomes clear why you're being drawn to that person. Amen. Amen. And so we've got to follow those promptings and those urgings uh, so we don't miss God. Amen. Luke 24. Now, we read 14 and 15. Look at verse 33. Still on the same subject here. It says, So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. So what are they talking about? Talk to me now. The Lord is risen. Yeah, you could say the glory of God. They're, t- they're definitely talking about spiritual things. Okay, not just talking about lunch, not just talking about their golf score, not just talking about the new computer that came out. They're talking about the Lord is risen. The Lord is risen. And they're discussing that. And they said, and he appeared to Simon. Again, this just tells me, don't let answered prayer in your life stop with you. Talk about it. Share it with someone. Discuss it with people. Even other things that happened in others' lives. Verse 35, they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace to you. What happened? Same thing that happened before. As they talked about him, he showed up. And that's the principle that we should really understand that when we talk about the Lord, He shows up. Okay? He manifests. He rides on us discussing the right thing. Amen. Amen. See, we need to give place to some of these issues. Give place to the presence of God. And it's so easy. It's just simply talking. And... uh, These things happen in the negative. They happen in the positive. People talk about negative things, and uh, it creates a bad atmosphere. You know, strife and arguing in the home creates a a bad atmosphere in the home. And, uh, you know, some bad things happen. Oftentimes, uh, where people get sick a lot, it's the same house. It's the same home where people argue a lot. Why? Because they're really given place to those kinds of spirits. You ever walked into someone's home and you thought, what's, what's this weird here? Something's wrong here. Not because you're looking for a devil behind every corner, but you're just like, something doesn't feel right here. Well, something's funky, something funky's going on there probably. Maybe it's the stuff they watch, stuff they listen to. Maybe it's the activities that go on there. Maybe it's just a lot of strife and something's wrong there. I, I don't want my home to be, to be that. I don't want people to go, wow, this is nice. Not just the home, the atmosphere something good here i feel good about this place yeah easy to sleep amen easy to have good conversation easy to pray praise the lord i remember when i was a kid uh going to camp this is in southern california in the mountains there i went to this camp they called it indian village we stayed in these big teepees these permanent teepees and uh anyway the counselors had an idea one night that they were going to try to teach us a lesson and it was one night late and we, they, we, they took us on a hike which we we're all up for that everyone got their flashlights and we're out hiking in the mountains in the dark and while we were out there uh, one of them 
took some keys or something. I was told it was keys. Probably was something else. Uh, and they, as we were walking, they threw it in the, in the forest to make some sounds. And just like that, the whole place started screaming. <laughs> I mean, we were like fourth, fifth grade, something like that. And uh, every, I remember I fell flat because everyone just went, what? Just started screaming. Lights are going up. I'm on the ground screaming myself. I didn't even hear the sound. All I knew was everyone started panicking and screaming. And I can remember just being filled with fear. Like, ah, I was, I was scared. And then everything turned to be out. Oh, Turned out to be okay. We went back to our teepees. And then the, the, <laughs> the counselor there, we were all laying on our cots. And, and uh, he started a discussion. And apparently this is what everyone was doing. And he asked the question, you know, were you really afraid or were you just startled? <laughs> How dumb can you get and still breathe? That was the best. I mean, I'm looking at it back now as an adult, obviously, and thinking, that is stupid. <laughs> First of all, you don't try to fill a bunch of kids with fear, even if you think it's just startled. Because <laughs> I remember one person in the cot next to me, they immediately belted out. I was scared. <laughs> they were, and they were, they were still trying to overcome the feelings that they had out there. See, that's not a good idea. What that does, that gives a spirit of fear a right to manifest in people's hearts. And so I don't think that, you know, that's the same thing as going to see horror movies. I don't really think that's a good idea. I'm not talking, I'm not talking it affects your standing with God. I'm talking it affects your heart. And it affects your life. And you'll have a difficult time um, hearing from God after you come out of that. Because <laughs> you're real, you know, you're keyed into the spirits that motivate that kind of activity. And there's other stuff. There's things that are motivated by spirits of lust and, and, and all kinds of different things out there. And we need to watch what we associate with. Watch, watch what we fellowship with. Amen. And so, uh, praise the Lord. They talked about the Lord. That's a good idea. And don't get me wrong. I watch things that have nothing to do with the Lord. I do things that are totally unspiritual at times. Uh, not, I'm not talking sinful, just not spiritual. But it is important for us, if we're to live a spiritual life, to give a lot of our time, more than just here when we gather, give our thought time, give our discussion time, and have friendships and relationships where we can talk about these things. Not the kind of relationships where you bring up something spiritual and everything gets quiet. Because no one has anything to say. Amen. You know, but you know, back in well, let's just look, take a look at Deuteronomy chapter six. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter six, and notice what the Lord said to these guys. This is, of course, the under the law in the Old Testament. We get some of these principles, though. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter six and verse six. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Where did he want the words? 
said, I want these things to get in your heart. He said, you shall teach them diligently to your children. Who should teach them? Well, that's the, that's the children's minister's job. That's, that's for those at church to teach my kids. Why do you think I bring them there? It's supposed to be supplement. Okay, it's the, uh, the job of all those who teach your children at church is supposed to be a help. And it will be. It's supposed to be a help to parents. It's not supposed to replace the parent. Who's responsible for the child's spiritual education? The parents are. Make sure you talk to your kids about spiritual things. Amen. He said, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up, when you get on your computer, when you drive in the car, when you shop at the mall. Doesn't your translation say that? We're modern. Basically, he's telling them, I want this stuff in your heart. And if that's going to happen, you're going to have to talk about this stuff on a regular basis. It's going to have to be a part of your meals and a part of your going to bed and a part of your getting up and a part of everything you do. Nowadays, I would, I would think he'd say, email people about the law. Yeah. And we would just say today, uh, you know, he said, well, he said the words that I command you. We could say the word of God. Email people about the word. Talk to people about what you read. Talk to them about what's happened in, in, in your prayer time. Talk to people about what things you've seen at church. Talk about how you know of someone else who just got uh, healed of scoliosis. Talk about someone who you know uh, had a miraculous event take place in, your, in their life. What does this do? I'll tell you, it causes us to be sensitive to the things of God. We will recognize when God is speaking and He is moving and we'll be more dull to things that are in this world and more sensitive to spiritual realities. This is very important for us in these days. Come on now. Uh, we've got to talk about these issues and keep them in the forefront of our lives. Remember Jeremiah 1.12, the, the Lord said, You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Okay, Amplified said, I'm watching over my word to perform it. And so why do I want to give time and attention to talking about him and thinking about him and recounting the things that I have uh, known the Lord to do? Because God is looking for something to ride on. He's looking for a way to move in your life. He wants to show himself strong to you and he doesn't have anything to work with unless we're giving voice to what he has said. It's very key that we continue to stir ourselves up and talk about the things of God. Amen. Keep them flowing in your, in your life. Keep them flowing out of your mouth. And the Lord will ride on these things and manifest Himself in our lives. Now, th now, the glory of God, when we talk about that, whose glory is it? It's the Lord's glory. We want to give Him the glory. And this is another attitude and another heart issue that we must have in line to really fully cooperate with what God wants to do. We talked um, at some length about God is holy. Remember that? How God's a holy God and we treat Him holy and 
and all the things that he's involved with as holy. Here's another key principle. We'll just introduce this, and that's Isaiah 42. Isaiah chapter 42. And we want to look over here at verse number 8, Isaiah 42, 8. It says, I, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. What will the Lord not do? He will not give his glory to another. This is very important that we recognize if we're wanting to experience and walk in the glory of God, we need to know where all the glory goes when things happen in our lives. It all goes to him. He said, I'm not giving it to anybody else. So if I want to experience the glory, again, this is a heart condition. This is an attitude that I must have that I'm giving him all the credit for everything good that happens in my life. Everything. Everything that's good happens. I give him the credit. Look at chapter 48. Chapter 48 and verse 11. For my own sake... For my own sake, I will do it. For how should my name be profaned? And I will not give my glory to another. And so we need to remember about ourselves. That unless we override this part of the flesh, we are going to take credit for a whole lot of things. It's very easy for us when things happen that are good to want to take credit for the accomplishments that happen in our lives. Things that we worked hard for and we think, man, I really did this. We're about to take the credit for it. And that's not right. For one, it's not true. Even if you worked hard, even if you did a lot, it's not true that you get the glory and the credit for every good thing. Now listen, I like to, I like to keep this attitude straight in my heart. Because, and I know it's true. But with, with what I do, I know that if it turns out good, it was God. And if it doesn't, it was me. It's real simple. Everything that happens good, he gets thanked. He gets praised. He gets glorified. Everything that doesn't happen good, I recognize it was a lot more me involved in that, in that mixture there. There was a lot of me involved. Okay? Now, we can be so naturally minded sometimes, and we think, well, you know, you know if, I, if I preach good, it's because I prayed. And I studied, and I heard from God. Other people were goofing around. I was in my prayer closet, and I got the stuff, and, and that's why it came out. So that's a wrong attitude. 
even if you, you know, in someone in my position, even if I did pray a lot, even if I did study a lot, I must recognize that it's all because of His grace and His anointing that I could even pray, that I could even study, that I even have a brain to think, that I can even put two thoughts together and make any kind of sense while I'm doing it. If we recognize that, you know, you have someone, you, you may have built a business. And you say, well, you know, it was hard in the beginning. I really put in a lot of time and sacrificed a lot. And we were able to build this business into something big. And well, watch out now. I'm telling you, you could not have done that if it weren't for the grace of God. And His provision. And it's important that if we want to experience more of what God has to offer us, that we give all the glory back to Him. And people will tell you sometimes, well, you know, you've really just done a good job. Well, I'm not saying you can't say, we should be able to say thanks to a person for a compliment, and they're not necessarily being wrong, but make sure at minimum in your heart, you know, and you keep it straight. Yeah, it's not all about me, though. I did some things, but I'm just kind of cooperating with the Lord's blessing and His hand in my life. It's not all about what I did, okay? And and doesn't mean you have to deny. Sometimes people get into a, like a false humility there, and anytime someone compliments, oh no, oh no, it's all the Lord, and it kind of comes across kind of weird. <laughs> but it is right at the same time to express thanksgiving to the Lord in relationship to everything good that happens in your life. If you can breathe today, who made the air anyway? Who gave you lungs? See, this is a right and proper attitude, and uh, as opposed to many times, I mean, doesn't it kind of, doesn't it kind of irritate you? I, with me, it does. But you know, watching some of the political candidates talk about their accomplishments. Well, I was able to do this, and I pulled off this, and I, we passed this, and and it's. Shut up. Blah. You know, talk about barf. I mean, it just it's just like, well, you're okay. Praise you, you know. Bless your holy name. You're, you, I think people can get on, da- on dangerous ground. I remember, I forget where that's at in the book of Acts, where um, uh, Herod there, was, is that right? Where he started, uh, they started worshiping him as a god. And saying he's all that and he was receiving it. And immediately it says the angel struck him down. And worms started eating him up. So I don't want to, I don't want to mess with that. <laughs> well what is, it, what, is, what is it about? It's about giving glory to whom glory is due. God says I'm not sharing it. Not. And so I don't want to get in over in that area at all in my heart where I start thinking uh, things, that I, things that I have that are good, things that I've accomplished that, are, that were successful. It's because of me. It's not. It's not. It's about the glory, um, glory of God. Not talking about low self-esteem either. Oh, I'm just nothing. You know, God is everything. I'm nothing. Not talking about that foolishness. That makes God the God of nothing anyway. Right? And uh, no, we need to take our rightful position in Christ, righteous. We can be bold as a lion, feel confident and righteous before his sight. And, and we're not taking anything away from that. But again, all that, it's because of him. All that is because we were changed by the sacrifice that Jesus made, not just about our response 
well, I finally decided to come to the Lord. Yes, you did, but you were drawn. Jesus said, no one comes to me except for my Father draw him. Okay? You're not saved just because you decided. Because you finally wised up and, and you decided to, to get saved. No, it was bigger than that. It was more than you. It was someone uh, who loved you so very much. He sent his son to die in your place. And then he put his spirit here on the earth, the Holy Spirit. He came to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And there was a tug on the inside of you. Some of us, it took years to take place. It was a tug, 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 tug. And finally, we responded. And we're going to take credit. And we're going to say, I got saved. Yes, I did. <laughs> no, I humbled myself under his mighty hand and he lifted me up. Praise the Lord. And so let's keep that attitude uh, at all times of, of giving the Lord all the glory. 1 Corinthians 1.29 said that no flesh should glory in his presence. All right. And when we're experiencing more and more and more of the glory of God in this place and in our lives, um, let's make sure that we're not glorying in it or taking credit for it. And people say, man, why are so many great things happening at your church? Why, 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 are, why are miracles taking place? Why are so many people getting saved? Why are these things happening? Watch your answer. Hmm. Oh, well, we have this prayer meeting. And we get together and we pray. What do, you, what do you guys do? Or something of that nature where we're relating it back to our efforts. Our efforts can be commendable, but they are a response to what God's doing. The, the first and foremost answer is always the Lord has been good to us. The Lord has blessed us. You know, and then if someone wants to, under, you know, I understand people want to know practical things. Someone asks you about your success in business or something. It's not wrong to say, you know, we advertised here. We put our principle, these principles into place. That's not wrong, but it's with the heart knowing that you couldn't do anything without him. It's with the heart and even comes out of your mouth. Say, ultimately, you know, God's been good to us, but he'll be good to you too. And so we're given glory to whom glory is due, honor to whom honor is due. And this really creates, uh, I think, the right heart for God to even increase us even more. Amen. And do more than ever before. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight. Thank you that you're here. Thank you that you're here among us. You're doing great things. Lord, you're a mighty, mighty God in our midst. And Lord, we honor you. We bless you. We glorify your name for you are a good God. Thank you for doing a good thing and a good work in our hearts. Lord, we purpose to set our mind on things that are above, not on things that are beneath, to set our hearts on things that are important, things that are life-giving. And Lord, we, we desire to, uh, to see you. Praise God. We desire for our eyes to be opened, the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. Lord, for there to be increase of understanding and revelation of what we have in Christ and what you've given us. And so we can be changed from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. Father, we thank you tonight for doing a mighty, mighty work in each and every one of us. You are drawing us. The reason we're here is not just because we were just so smart and we we're just so intelligent to pull our lives together, but you've drawn us together. You've drawn us to salvation. You've drawn us together to be a part of something uh, that's really special and that's really eternal. 
in the earth today. And Lord, we've responded to that. And for this, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for drawing us. Thank you that you loved us while we were yet unlovely. Thank you that Jesus came while we were yet sinners. And Lord, for all these things, we thank you. We give you the glory. We honor and bless you. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for those tonight who have never been born again. There may be some who have come to our service if, if they were to.